Hi everybody, it is February the 3rd and it is, yes, Black History Month and it is time for a, yes, 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 a podcast show about Black History. Now, if I was to talk about Black History, by the way, what is your nationality? You don't have to tell me. I question that because I believe Black History Month is not just knowing the stuff that we're taught in school or the things that we look up. But I tell you, welcome to a Tamika Michelle podcast show. And in this podcast show, it's going to be quite special. I believe it's special because it's talking about me, my black history. I literally said the word my because I just have this faith. Regardless of who you are, where you are. You make your own decisions. You make your own trends. You set certain goals. You accomplish them. Not leaving to the people in the books who is passed on. You know, I feel like reading black history is not just reading a book. It's life. It's breaking barriers. It's trendsetters. It's doing the impossible making it possible so i'm sitting here thinking to myself what are the things i can celebrate about black history my things that i like like okay i'll go there i like martin luther king to me he stood for um civil rights for the black community and he is one of my favorites um let me see who else Madam C.J. Walker, you know, the sister who invented a variety of things from the hot comb to the perm. And I believe she was one of our first millionaires as African-American people. Now, I am not a millionaire. Um, Let me see who else in history that I like. Let's go fast forward to very, very present our recent first african-american president and mr barack obama you ain't gotta like him but he is an african-american because in this country if one of your parents is from africa to me that's as african-american you can get and your other parent is caucasian i i think she was from kansas if i'm not mistaken the point i'm making is Barack Obama was our first African-American president. Some people say dumb crap like, oh, uh, he was mixed, so he doesn't count as African-American. Yeah. Uh, rewind. I don't know if you live in America, but, <laughs> but in America, if you have like a great-great-grandparent African or black, you're considered black They don't even, they more count you, especially if you're a male, they more count you African-American if you, if one of your parents are African-American. So if you're like great-grandparent, it's (laughs) African-American and you have features that show, okay, because everyone don't have those features because a lot of us are mixed up with a lot of different things, but we're all 100% human as far as I know. Okay, so um, that means we make a whole bunch of mistakes, but I feel like it was 
a blessing for me. You're talking to one of the people that received a letter from Barack Obama. His last year, he actually wrote me. I thanked him. I sent him a thank you letter. Do you know I have the gift of literacy? I can write really good. That's one of the things I didn't really have to work for in life. You know, have you ever had a talent or a gift that you really didn't have to push hard for? It's easy for you. This is why they call it a gift that keeps on what? Giving. So I wrote him a letter that moved him. And some people say, well, that probably wasn't him. Well, all I know is that it was a letter sent to me with his name and the government seal on it. Okay. So even if that wasn't, that was a part of his administration. I got their attention. So... And yes, I've seen Barack Obama. You talk to a person who's seen things, done things. I'm kind of a local celeb. See, when I wrote him, I thanked him for his administration. I thanked him for his influence as a leader. You know, this is before Mr. Trump was a part of, you know, the candidacy. Once upon a time, now we have O'Biden. I'm really hoping that things work out with Mr. O'Biden. Oh, not only... Am I talking about Obama? I'm talking about Michelle. I cannot mention or honor the husband without honoring the wife. To me, that's a tag team duel. So I've learned to honor both. I mean, I got a moral understanding. And me who used to be married, there's no way, no way I can respect the husband without looking at the person who was supporting him, him and his family. Michelle was our first first lady. First African-American first lady. So that was a dual thing, meaning not only did we get our first black president, but we got our first first lady. And let's fast forward to the here and now. Rewind. Uh, Miss Camilla. She's, I believe she's mixed, but she is of African heritage. African, I believe her father is from Jamaica and I believe her mother is from possibly India somebody said China I think she's Indian y'all not like Indian Native American but from India um, but she's beautiful altogether and she's very strong and some people are like kind of intimidated by her I call these people weak people that's the coward move when you are intimidated by a woman well because your shit ain't together you know this is how I feel and then like, they were like, oh, she put all these people in, in jail. Well, that was her job. You'll get mad at somebody for doing a job. Without that job, she wouldn't be in the position to be the vice president. So, Camilla, I am excited about you. So you are our first vice president, African-American woman. We doing our thing, black people. Um, 2000 and I'm trying to think, was it 2019? No, yes, before COVID, 2020. 2019, sisters, black sisters, y'all was doing y'all damn thing. Meaning, it was Miss America, African American, Miss Universe, African American. I'm not African American, I'm sorry, she's from, I think, Nigeria. Okay, um, not only her, I'm trying to think who else, Miss Universe, Miss America, Miss USA, all of them were black sisters. Oh, yeah. So there's nothing wrong with um, complimenting them. You know, sometimes I feel like we need to get off our high horse 
and just, you know, give people the praise, the honor. I don't mind honoring people, because to me, to me, if I honor my sisters, if I honor anybody, really, but especially, I have to be honest, my black people, I'm honoring myself, I'm honoring us. I think sometimes we get in a position where we get so, I can't speak for every person, but we get so into our own shit, our own problems, we get so consumed by it that we can't see above, around, we just in it. And that is sad, I think. When you, well, choose to let the situation, because there's some situations, y'all, we cannot control. And this is going for black women, white women, women all together. Some of us are catty, competition, and too busy poking fun and putting one another down. Instead of rising together, instead of coming together, you know, it takes, if you looked at the industry, the beauty industry, and how much money we women spend to look and feel a certain way, it's in the billions, damn near the trillions, okay? And you think about that, at least I'm thinking about it. When I actually did some research, you could do the research yourself. You know, you can also Google it. I can advise you to do that. You don't have to take my word for it. There is billions money in the beauty industry, if we women would took that money and did something to elevate one another, <laughs> we would be so ahead. We would be so ahead. I'm just saying, like, I think with vanity, we kind of forget what's important, you know, because the truth be told, I don't know how much you know about the male species, because there's all sorts of different type of men. And... Some of us think if we put down another woman or even like have, we think our man is talking about this person, really looking at her. But anyways, I don't know how much you know about the male species. You have, a, like I said, a variety type. You have honorable men who have their own business, their own life, and they're quite independent. And you have, you know, the complete opposite. The ones who want you to take care of them and they're a grown-ass man. That's some shit I just... I graduated from that shit when I divorced my ex-husband because, you know, that was the one who was uh, using the fuck out of me. Um, I look back on that relationship and go, my head was not in that. My brain was probably in my ass. It was not being functional. It was, I want to be married. It was, I love him. It was, I want to be a wife. It was not in reality, because in reality, a husband is to do what? To take care of. People, sometimes we get it mixed up. Our perceptions get mixed up. Why should I be the only one treating? Why should I be the only one paying the bills? And then told to my face, lied to and said, oh, I'm going to pay the bills. And then when the bills don't get paid, oh, I ain't got to do nothing. Nigga, I'm thinking to myself. I'm saying nigga, even though he's Native American, black, but 100%, well, I give him 90%. But if I doubt, nuts, crazy, psychotic. Anyway, so I know I shouldn't sit here and talk about, you know, my life so much. But I want to talk about me moving forward. I don't know how many folks have ever been in a toxic relationship. 
that you've seen last way too damn long like yours truly me right here but it's a it's something to be said when you take your power back and i took my power back okay yeah i did get a chance to curse him out to his face it was fun i keep talking about that shit i still laugh about it carry on move on right if a man don't respect you for the woman that you are and constantly trying to make you be something that you're not guess what I feel like that man needs to be about your life. I mean, I can't tell you what to do, ladies. But it's to me, not only am I talking about black history, but I'm talking about being a stronger, better person. So when I talk about black history, the things that we've accomplished, like George Washington Carver, Frederick Douglass, um, Malcolm X. Let me see who else in history I admire. Those are the ones I could think of at this present time that I admire. But I can tell you, like, some fast forward in the present. Barry Gordy, who's African-American, and what he did with the music industry was huge. You know, Michael Jackson. They call him the king of pop. Child star. Rose up. And he was extraordinarily talented. Um, Him and his brothers. Like, I like Jermaine. I thought he was, you know cute even though like he's before my time he is i, I kind of thought about it one day it got like ew my mom liked them my mom liked Jermaine them and like ew like i don't like an old people gross okay so not that i don't think they cool i could be friends with them but i ain't trying to if you a grandpa you know be with someone old enough to be my daddy you know uh-uh um, but i'm just laughing i have to make jokes but to me michael I felt like he kind of set the world on fire with his dance, with his voice, with, oh, his moonwalk and everything else. He got to be in the Hall Rock of Fame. He better be in there. Um, Janet Jackson, his sister, I know she's in there. It was deserved. She earned that shit. Okay. So not just because she had a famous family. She was she is a talent to be recognized. So that would be more of a present history. People that I admire, Janet Jackson. Matter of fact, if God permitted me to have a daughter, I would like to name her after her. That's how much I admire her. Okay, so, um, yeah. So what about black history can you celebrate? I'll just tell you about some people I admire. I like Martin Luther King for so many different reasons. People say he was a humanitarian. He had a love for people. Absolutely. I never met him. Never met him. I would have liked to meet him. But America looked like it was a quite a dangerous place for black people. Yeah. So it's still dangerous for just people in general. Shit. To keep it honest. But who do you admire in black history this is the third day of february and i told myself i want to talk to y'all about what i admire now i'm going to talk about yours truly me here the author of this podcast show and some things i've achieved and i didn't really realize it was black history i just realized it was i also thought about it as it being my history i achieved a variety of things since i came back to jersey I've been back four years and I've sold damn near 500 pieces of my art. My work. I invested in it. I believed in it when no one else would believe in it. 
And I'm going to tell you something about investing in yourself. If you've built up your craft and promote it, the people will come. You just have to believe in that thing more than anybody else. Meaning, you got to do a lot of things for free. Meaning, I'm not saying give away your work. Do not get it twisted. You make money off your craft, your investment. You should do that to yourself. When I first started doing this, I didn't know what my work was worth and I was homeless. So, of course, I charge bottom rate prices because I was in need of just a couple of dollars. Okay, now I'm in my own place. I've been here two years. Actually, I was at the motel. Uh, no, man, it's in Cherry Hill. And TRA paid for my rent for five months at a boarding house, which is freaking horrible. And five months at a hotel in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. So that's 10 months. I got the TRA for 10 instead of 12 because I had an issue with that vindictive, messed up individual that... I say, God got her. I ain't going to even worry about it. That's how you do it, right? You move forward because I'm greater than that. I'm bigger than that. I'm this person's beneath me. When someone acts in an abusive manner, guess what? You can choose to keep holding on to the bullshit that they did. They ran up on you and they probably running up on other people. Or you can choose to give it to God and let go of it just like I did. So that person who, I'm not going to even mention her name today. I've mentioned her name before. I admit it. Because I'm talking about disgracing people who are abusive and who works at 600 Market, who has no business having a job helping, hurting people. Like, I was hurt up on this person. But today, I realized, you know what? You already said your piece. God got you, baby. Let people act the way they want to act. Because I feel like the more negative and more messed up, more abusive people act, you know this is temporary, right? Like people who are being abusive, I'm not saying they're going to eventually stop. Eventually, you're going to move forward from that crap that they put you through. And this is a here and now, February the 3rd, new day. It's a new day. Stuck inside like everybody else with the snow, right? Um... And I'm here talking about black history. So I'm going to talk about some things I've accomplished beyond the pain and sorrow of yesterday. I accomplished my first art gallery show back in 2016. I have 48 pieces framed and half of it was sold on the day of my art gallery show. I did. It was every third Thursday. They would have a art gallery show in Camden and I got to meet a local they call them famous artists they are famous you know and when you're getting awards and stuff that's signed by Barack Obama it's kind of sad you're famous on that level um they've done a variety of things like if you live in Jersey if you ever go through Camden you will see they have this big display uh, of art that says a city invisible and it's in big large letters you cannot miss it it's in jersey i'm trying to think where in jersey i live in collingswood um it's right outside of camden but the art i'm telling you about is actually inside of camden so um i can't think is it north south it may be south camden 
don't quote me on that, but it just may be. And it's not too far from the bridge, the Ben Franklin Bridge that connects from Camden, New Jersey to um, Philadelphia City City. So um, they also have like these green trailers that people, local artists, local talent like myself had the opportunity to display their art. And I was the only local artist, by the way. And on the Rutgers Camden campus, if you're crossing the Ben Franklin Bridge coming from Camden, you can see an old black, it's a, like, the color is black, like black, black brick. It's an old school historical landmark church. And then you see the Campbell Soup building. And right in that area across the street, you will see a green tote. Is still sitting there and it's sitting there from and if you were to go to that green tote you can see the view of the Ben Franklin Bridge skyline view so I had in 2016 about six months after I got back to Jersey I had my first art gallery show yours truly and being African-American and living local in the shelter, 55 Atlantic Joseph House Shelter, that is funded by John by Joby. I was staying there, and then I wound up being at the Volunteers of America. And later I did, in 2017, I did an art exhibit for the Camden Rutgers campus for 2017 and and there's an and y'all. In 2019, I did a art exhibit for, was well, art gallery show for the Ritz Theater off the White Horse Pike. Right before, you know, COVID-19. So I still do my arts and I know what my work is worth. So with all this experience and all these sales, and learning the business. I learned the business. I admit, if I had to look at all my wealth of knowledge and experience, people love to rip you off, especially when you do not know. Oh, I take that for $10. No, you selling it for 40 No, I take that for 10 No, fuck you. I want to say that now. You know, like anybody who try to belittle your prices, belittle your craft, belittle your investment, your tears, the worth and the value of it, and they'll take that piece and sell it for like 10 times more because they know how much it's worth. So don't let people play you to the left, to the left, okay? You play right, you take care of you. So defend yourself and your business, don't let people do that shit to you. I let the people do that to me because I didn't realize what it was worth. And then I found out later, this is what people have been doing. You know, every, like everybody wants to steal, everybody wants something basically for free. Rip you off, rip you off, rip you off. And the name of the game when you're an artist is protect yourself. Value yourself, protect yourself. So today I am telling you different things I've completed as an African-American in New Jersey. Oh, by the way, when I had that, did that Ritz Theater Art Gallery show, um, I was, they were doing something special. I wasn't even fully aware of it. Um, I just know that I just felt like God wanted me to do it. And um, when you trust God beyond rejection, you, you know what? You ain't got nothing to be a, afraid of, right? So. There's certain things that you are meant to do, folks. There's certain things we are supposed to do and other people cannot. It's like your DNA. 
is all written in there. And I could tell you with this art gallery show that I was the featured artist and people got to meet the featured artists, which they were impressed because most of the artists don't even be inside there. They just put their work up and hope for the best. I actually was shaking hands, talking, communicating and getting information from people, you know, so I can sell my work. So um, it was an all star black cast for the for the Wiz Theater. And I was the featured artist who was African-American. So it was amazing. This happened in 2019. So this February, if you're looking for a reason to celebrate, why don't you check and see what you've done, what you've created, what you've accomplished as an African-American in your community. This has been a African-American, I'm proud to be black, and I hope you're proud to be whatever you are. And podcast show over and out. Oh, by the way, before I go any further, if you desire to buy any of my work that I am actually displaying on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, just message me or, or there is or, you can become a subscriber today on this Black History podcast show. You can literally subscribe by putting $5 or more on this podcast show. And I thank you ahead already for permitting me to be a part of this podcast show. And I also, like I told you before, I think I might have said it, um, I got a letter from Barack Obama thanking me for my thank you letter. The same year I had did my 2016 art gallery show, telling him thank you for his influence as a leader. I think it's important that we talk about our influence and what's important. What is the value of having a certain type of leader? This is me telling you, you're a leader, I'm a leader, if we choose to be, if we be willing to sacrifice to be. It is a responsibility. Thank you for hearing me out. And this has been a Black History Month podcast show over and out.